Welcome back to New Money. We're discussing short-term insurance. My guest, Craig Poga, if you'd like to call, our number is 011-484-0468. You can still email me on brian at pdtv.co.za. We're going to move back to emails. Anton in morning size. The rainy season is upon us. What obligations do I have to ensure that I don't have a problem in the event of a claim? So the first thing that one needs to do is just make sure that their roofs and ceilings have all been maintained. Clear your gutters of all the debris, which is a common problem where we have debris from the winter season that clogs up your gutters and causes resultant damage. But the big thing here, Brian, is to make sure that your roof is uh, maintained. A lot of the issues that the insurance companies have when it comes to uh, house owners' claims in the summer months and with the heavy rainfall is that roofs and ceilings haven't been well maintained. Lack of waterproofing, that is a, that is a major issue. And of course, as we mentioned previously in the, in the show, is making sure that you insure at the correct value. Because of the storm, you know, if you have a two or 300,000 rand claim and you're not insured adequately, you're going to fall short of a settlement. And our advice is just to make sure that that is taken care of. And in addition, just make sure, obviously, that you insure correctly. Now, Craig, there's a big difference, you know, someone comes to you and you insure their home. You regularly review, you regularly remind them to do these sort of things. What about people who've got bonds where they've got their fire policy with bondholders. So do, they, do they get regular advice from the bondholders saying exactly what you're saying now about making sure that you're maintaining your property? And your so, so Brian, you know the financial institutions do insist on certain values um, in terms of providing advice. Um, I, you know, I can't really comment on that. But again, the insured, there isn't, there's no, they're not forced to insure through the financial uh, institution or the bondholder. Uh, they, they can actually add the house owner section of their, on their policy to the, to the existing policy. And the reason why we also like that is you have consolidation. You have one assessor that is addressing one claim, whereas you have two different parties addressing your house claim and your contents claim. So if you have a storm and there's lightning and you've got damage to your ceiling and your TV hit by lightning, ease of administration having one insurer deal with your claim holistically makes it a lot easier and simpler for the client. And Craig, if you combine your house owners, which is the property, with householders and all risks, do you think there's a, a, a slightly uh, benefit in terms of premium? So what actually happens is a lot of the insurance companies, if you have a motor standalone policy and you add the non-motor, which is obviously your homeowners, householders and all risks, to the motor, you actually discount your motor premium. So the insurance companies incentivize you to add the balance of your portfolio onto your motor policy and the discounts on your premium actually increase. And also what happens, Brian, is that you're also adding a bit pre of more premium. So when the insurance companies look at loss ratios, you have more premium that would obviously offset any claims as opposed to having one motor standalone and one claim that warps and actually um, you know, makes your loss ratio looks good. And your loss ratio is obviously your claims versus the premiums paid where the insurance companies determine if you are a good risk or a bad risk. So Craig, when you talk about them assessing your claims experience versus your premium, it's no longer in terms of a pool, it's actually underwritten individually. The insurance companies have become very scientific and they're actually rating individuals, individual uh, people as opposed to, as you mentioned, that pooling um, scenario. And very often the insurance companies are now underwriting individual risks and they're looking at specifics, areas, makes, models of vehicles, all these different elements that actually drive premium. So the insurance companies have made a massive effort over the last couple of years as to underwriting more specifically. 
Craig, you, do, you have answered part of this question from Johan in Westcliff. He says, I understand that I need valuations to jewelries, but what other items in my home or items that I need to take out do I need to have valuations to make sure the claims process runs smoothly? You spoke about art, I understand that. But, I mean, what else do you need in your home other than that jewelry and maybe the art? So, Brian, antiques is an example, Persian carpets. Anything that the insured believes that is unique and is very different to going to a shop and buying. So anything that, the, that you think, I mean, you know, a lot of people have different collections at home, um, stamp collections, you know. So all these different collections that we have, or should I say the client has, and it's very difficult to, uh, to determine the value. One should appraise those kind of items and consult your broker, speak to your broker, let them know that you've got, you don't have a normal TV at home, you've got a specific TV and is there, is there value in actually getting it appraised and making sure that you've got that on record. So very important to, very important to engage with your broker. I smile when you mention stamp collections. I mean, it'd be interesting. I, I, you know, uh, my, my grandchildren asked me so about a year ago when I was looking in a phone book, what are you looking at, Grandpa? You know, <laughs> and I now wonder about stamp collections. Uh, Mandan Fairview says, I'm in the process of buying a 4x4 and the dealer has insisted that because I'm taking out finance, I, I both need to insure the car for damage, etc., and insure my life to cover the loan. He's quite insistent that I do it through the firm. Is it not possible to do this through my own broker? I'm sure you can. You absolutely can. There's no disadvantage for, to consult your broker. And um, your broker, you know, would need to obviously guide you in terms of life and obviously on the short-term side of the business. But absolutely, Brian. Uh, one can go to your broker and uh, consult in terms of getting all the insurance company, all the insurance that you need to take delivery of your vehicle. I mean, you, there's no more conditional insurance. You, we'll give you the finance if you buy the insurance. Or no more conditional insurance. Nothing like no, that. Yeah. Paul in Northley says, what warranties do I need to be aware of regarding my home or risk and motor insurance? So, Brian, very I know that's very wide because, sure. I mean, every company's got different warranties. Sure. But the basic warranties. So the basic warranties, and as you correctly said, no one policy is the same. So every underwriter has different warranties and different warranties read differently. So the most common warranties is an alarm warranty, which clearly states that you need to have your alarm switched on and armed when your house is left unoccupied. There's often a safe warranty on the policy to say that you have to have all your jewellery in the house kept in a safe. So these are the most two important warranties. And then, of course, you have security, minimum security warranties. So if you don't have an alarm, then you have to have burglar bars and security gates. So one needs to understand the warranties, read through them, and if there's any questions, make sure that you understand it and consolidate it and chat to your broker. Because if you don't adhere to these warranties, you will have the insurance companies are in their rights to reject claims. And they are rejecting claims if you, do, if you don't stick to those warranties. Absolutely. I mean, there's no more days of ex-gratia. I mean, I remember, are there still th those type of things going around in the industry? Brian, there are. Obviously, things are a lot tougher. The insurance companies look at things differently. They look at the history of the client, how long the client has been with that specific insurer. They look at the claims over the last couple of years. So ex-gratias are, they're there, but very often very hard to... to uh, to get the insurance companies to look at those kind of things these days. And it's very much as you as a broker, how you present the claim, how you deal with things. And I can see, Craig, if they don't sort you out, you'll sort them out. I mean, you know, you'll give them a bear hug or something like that. Uh, Kimmy in Sandown says, I'm a doctor and I've had a very lean time over the last 18 months. Can I buy a policy to cover a fallout in turnover if there are more COVID ways? Well, you said that we can't, you can't buy business disruption. But could doctors or the professions ever do anything like that? 
So there's no policy that will, uh, that will cover you for things like COVID. Um, but if you're a specialist and you're a doctor and you have specialized equipment, we, of, we often talk about a policy called an applied electronics policy, that if you have something that happens to your specific equipment, that you can actually claim loss of revenue. That's called applied electronics, and you can attach your business interruption to that section of the policy. And Craig, when you talk about that, I mean, is that, if, if, I mean, if you, we have load shedding, I mean, we've had load shedding twice today. So frustrating, really. And also, I've been dropping off so many calls of my, of my cell phone. But just a question, if, um, will, will that cover um, load shedding, will that be covered under that policy? So Brian, not, power surge is not always automatically included. Very often you have to buy up that cover with your specific insurer and underwriter. So again, make sure that you understand, and these are the times that you need to make sure that you have wide cover, that you're getting the most for your end, and you have cover like power surge. But more importantly, that you don't just have power surge, but you have it up to the limit of your sum insured on the policy, and if that's not available, to make sure that you have a sufficient limit on the policy, because very often you have an insurer that gives you 2,000 rand power surge, and that's not enough to cover your TV and your fridge that has been damaged as a result of these outages. Craig, there are a lot of people tonight who are listening with interest. Uh, for example, just give me, wh wh where do they get hold of you? You can get hold of me at our offices or my email address. I can give that to you. Yeah, what then? That is Craig, which is uh, Craig at Pogo, which is P-O-G-I-R dot C-O dot Z-O. And uh, happy to assist any queries and, uh, yeah. Craig, have you had a lot of claims for power surge? So Brian, yeah, unfortunately we have. Um, a lot of the modern technology has surge arresters. In fact, a lot of the insurance companies are also insisting that DB boards have all surge arresters, so they're obviously looking to mitigate. But unfortunately, you can do so much as an insurer to, to obviously uh, manage your risk. So we are having claims uh, unfortunately, as a result of this. Well, we sneak, sneak in one more email from Evelyn in Simonstown. She says, what are the dangers of buying insurance from a company that has behavioural-based reward programs? Could they find out something about my driving that gives them a right to repudiate a claim? So, Brian, the insurance companies that we work with, whilst they're they monitoring your driving, they will not reject a claim as a result of that. So. The, 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 those monitors is, is deemed to be an incentive to make sure that you can get the rewards that you need to. Okay. Well, unfortunately, we've come to the end of our program. Individuals need to realise that if they have reduced or cancelled cover on their personal or motor insurance and now back to leading close to their pre-pandemic life, they need to be reminded to relook at their short-term insurance. Craig? Thanks for joining me this evening. Good to be here. It's important to note that our program is to provide information and should not be construed as advice. Next week's program, we'll be dealing with estate planning. And if you need to get hold of me, my details will appear on the screen. I'd like to thank you for watching and good night.